0: What's the most expensive thing you've ever returned? Because there are a lot of tech (laughs) folks who are saying, nope, I'm returning this $3,500 Apple Vision Pro unit. Turns out it's not for me. Comfort being the thing that they are saying is the worst aspect of it. Other people are complaining about headaches. I'm a little surprised. That being said, a lot of people said, listen, while the first version didn't really, I love the concept, but... The clunkiness of it just didn't work. I'll be there for version 2.0. Yeah, I'm very interested
1: in that. Okay, Ian Sher is with us to talk all about it. He is a tech contributor with CBS Radio News. Ian, welcome back to KFTO Radio.
2: How are you doing?
1: So have you tried the Apple VR headsets, the Vision Pro headsets? So I have not had
2: my turn in it yet. I have tried every one of the other headsets out there, um, but I haven't gotten around to the Apple one yet. I know a lot of people have used it. And I've talked to them. And the one thing that I think is pretty consistent that I've heard about these headsets broadly is that because they're putting a screen so close to your eyes and essentially tricking your brain into believing you're in this virtual world that they create, it can be disorienting, right? And and your brain is effectively arguing with your eyes about what yeah. you're seeing. Yeah, And so that is why some people get headaches. Some people get nauseous. Uh, Apple, of course, you know, a lot of the work that they did was into making sure that that was less of a problem. So, for example, uh, making it so that it really feels like you're looking at the real world through the cameras built into the headset is one of the key things that they did. Um, You know, they really tried to make sure that it was as comfortable as possible. But as as pointed out, this is a first-generation headset. The first iPhone was also rather clunky. And and it wasn't until the iPhone 6, which came out five, six years later, when it really started to take off. And people were like, oh, I finally get it.
1: You know, it's interesting. The reason I think, I think my interest in talking about it, probably JJ's too. And and if you're listening, you're like, why do I care if people are returning a $3,500 VR headset that I'm never going to buy? And it's precisely what you just said, Ian, because when we saw, or I think a lot of us non-techie people, which we kind of default to Apple products because they're simple and I have this fight with my brother all the time who's way more tech- techie than I am. He loves Android products. He doesn't want to touch Apple products. He thinks they're well, garbage. No way, perfect.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm an Apple product girly probably because they're just easy to use. They're dummy proof most of the time. And I think for someone like me who saw Apple get into the VR game or the virtual reality headset game, I'm like, okay. Apple could make a product that's so user-friendly that they become sort of the norm. And then when we see a story hit like this, we're like, oh, maybe not so fast. Maybe we're not as close to virtual reality headsets as we thought we were.
2: It's possible, right? There's a lot of factors. And by the way, I would point out that just because several very loud people are saying on Twitter that they're returning them, does not mean that suddenly Apple is receiving a bunch, and I've learned this the hard way. I remember uh, in in other controversies Apple has been through, when suddenly it seems like the whole world is like, "I'm giving back my product. I'm done with Apple," and it turns out it's less than like one percent of the number of people who bought one. Right? Sure, so but the you, you reasons do, you but do but want to keep that in mind,
1: right? But the reasons they're citing for wanting to return them are are like.
2: Are very reasonable. Are
1: very reasonable. And it's not about the product itself. It's about how they feel when they use the product. It's not like they're defective. It's like we don't know how to use this virtual reality goggle without getting headaches or motion sickness, which is so interesting.
2: Yeah, No, it's going to be, look, it's going to be a challenge. And there is a lot of debate about whether or not this is actually going to be a thing in the end, right? It might be that these are specialized devices, and I'm talking about VR broadly now, right, not just Apple, that we use for work or we use in certain circumstances, and that's it. And it might be because we can't really handle it. I will give you one other example. I've spoken to a lot of experts on this. And uh, I did not know when when cars first started coming out, right, over a 100 years ago, people were getting motion sick all the time because they'd never been in a vehicle moving that fast and been able, you know, been sitting and watching the, the windows and everything. And so th- those of us who, of course, have all now grown up and were born and taken home in a car, we are very used to it. We don't get the motion sickness just by sitting there. Some mm-hmm. of us get it from reading. I get it from reading. But otherwise, we're pretty okay. And I think maybe this might, I don't know for sure, but this might be a generational thing where people who are younger, might have an easier time with it i don't know for sure it's already been a while that the stuff has been out and it hasn't really cut on yet but that could be part of it
0: ian let me ask about like a a bigger concept in the tech industry uh just in general which is sort of people being a little apprehensive to adopt version 1.0 of a lot i mean certainly there are things that people are rushing out and buying right away but you know, as, as we talked about the beginning, the iPhone wasn't a smash hit immediately. Like I remember when right. it, Apple teamed up with AT&T and they were going to put iTunes on your phone and people had just huge problems with that. I remember when they put out those colorful iMacs and it came with the hockey mm-hmm. puck shaped mouse with it. That was <laughs> one of the worst pieces of tech equipment I've ever touched in my entire life. But yeah. that being said, I think... I feel like in the modern era, we are really looking forward to, whether it be influencers or Hollywood or a particular industry, to ad- to adopt and adapt something like a VR headset to make it something that we have a little more faith in as a consumer. How do you feel about that? Well,
2: I, yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely hear what you're saying. And I, I will point out that when um, Oculus, right, which is the... The company that Facebook bought uh, and now uses, you know, a lot of that technology for their headsets. When it was first in testing, the data that they were getting back showed that people overwhelmingly, the thing they wanted to do most was watch movies. They didn't want to play games. They didn't, even though they had plenty of games and plenty of other stuff. The thing that they enjoyed the most was watching movies, and it makes sense, right? Being able to sit at home and have uh, the equivalent of an IMAX-level screen in your home, right? And and having this amazing experience is super cool, right? I want that. And so that is part of what is interesting is that with the, with the Apple Vision Pro, even though now we're 10, 12 years after the Oculus headsets, it's still the most popular thing that the reviewers say is watching movies. So I, I maybe that's a trend, right? Maybe
1: that's a sign. I don't know. So interesting. I I I love that. Like, do you think in your lifetime, JJ Gordon, that you're going to own a virtual reality headset?
0: I, I guarantee I will, and I don't know what for.
1: Right. I was like, <laughs> maybe point, to watch movies.
0: Yeah, I, but I guarantee that you know for sure at one point in my life I will. In fact, I really honestly think that in it all, it's going to take is one major media industry to get behind it and figure out a great way to give you something that other people don't have. Like, for example, I saw a thing called a virtual studio one day where if you think of like how CNN does election night coverage and they've got multiple things happening at one time, if you're sick of them cutting away to, you know, the results in Ohio, you could put on a headset and be watching one part of a six-part broadcast that's all happening simultaneously, and you're the one in control of which part of that you're watching at which time, which would be the equivalent of, like, flipping a channel, but now you're actually engaging directly with that that piece of it, and that excites me greatly.
1: And, you know, um, Ian, we just had on um, a couple of individuals from a company called, was it Career View? XR, something like that, Career View, JJ? I can't. Yeah, Um, and they're
0: loading up all the schools.
1: Yeah, they they donated a virtual reality headset to every school in North Dakota, and we were joking that we used to have a television that was wheeled down on a cart down to our classroom, (laughs) and now they don't need quite as big of a cart, but this is going to be like the thing that kids are going to be able to experience in school, but... As they get older, it's going to potentially be just, like, a part of their life, like television screens are everywhere to us now.
2: Well, and computers, right? I remember one of the best stories that happened when Apple was inventing the Macintosh, and they were debating, like, oh, you know, for most people, uh, didn't know how to type, right? They had secretaries who did that. And Apple was like, we're going to have to convince people to learn how to type and buy these things for their homes. And Steve Jobs' answer was, no, time will solve this. The next generation is going to grow up with keyboards, and they'll be fine. And sure enough, he was right. <laughs> he so, was right. You know, it, I, I, I think there is an element of that that is very true. Uh, but that doesn't mean the comp- that these companies don't have a tough time ahead of them, especially yeah. because we've already seen VR has been out there for quite a while, and it still hasn't been able to catch on the way that the companies want. And that, that, that is a problem.
1: Interesting stuff. Ian, sure. Do you have any? Sorry, do you I have something saying, else?
2: I,
0: I feel like this is going to sound weird, but yeah. I think maybe I'll get into VR when they figure out a way to do like smell-o-vision as part of it too. Because <laughs> if I want an immersive experience, that's part of it,
1: right? I got to smell things yeah. too.
2: <laughs> can, can I show you one last thing? Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's actually a company out there, there's a startup that tried to do smell-o-vision. What it would do is it would have you eat tofu. And it would give you the smells of the food you were eating. So it made you feel like you were eating steak or whatever else. And it was a super cool idea. Obviously, it didn't go very far. But there's definitely people playing with it.
0: Oh, see, now now I'm excited. Thank you, see? Ian. Like You gave me something <laughs> to talk about all weekend. Uh,
1: Ian, there sir, you go. the tech contributor for CBS Radio News, thanks so much for being with us here on KFGO. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Take care.